Hey Navigators! How's everybody doing today? Happy Friday! Oh, we made it through another week. Ah, oh, man. So, let's see. What's going on this weekend? I don't have anything going on this weekend. Hmm. The weather's going to be not terrible, so I could probably find something to do, but no plans as of yet. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I want to talk to you guys today, actually, about talking about your visual impairment. Now, I'm assuming, well, no, I shouldn't say I'm assuming, but I guess I'm mostly talking to my fellow blind folks, um, but... This is actually really good information for everybody else, too. So don't turn it off, you know, just because you're not blind. It's okay. We'll still let you be part of the cool crowd for this podcast. How about that? Yeah, we'll let you be one of the cool kids with us. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I get, I get tired, guys. <laughs> I get tired. I really do get tired. Um. For those of you that don't know, I'm 47 years old, right? And probably, well, let's see, I got my first dog in, when did I get my first dog? 2008, I think. And so I kind of consider that the be at the beginning of my blindness journey, even though I was diagnosed when I was four. I've been losing my vision my whole life. You know, it's not anything new. Uh, but, you know, I was still driving. Yeah, <laughs> heaven help us. <laughs> Whew. For all of you that don't believe in guardian angels, let me tell you something. This girl right here should not have been driving. And I had a whole army full of guardian angels. Um because it just, yeah, it, it, so many times bad things could have happened that didn't. Um, you know, I shouldn't have been driving. But anyway, um, but I, I, I consider my blindness journey uh, beginning when I started my orientation mobility training with the stupid cane. And that was in... What was that in? 2005, I think. Yeah, 2005, because it was when I was my final year in college. Um, but so that's been almost 20 years now. Oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't even think about it until I just said that 20 years ago. Holy crap. Almost. I get it. You know, I'm three years shy, so whatever. But it's, it's still. Um, but in that time, there have been a million, probably more, instances where I have had to explain my visual impairment. 
and um, it's tiring. It it really is. After all these years, I'm not gonna lie. It's tiring. <laughs> Um, and I'm not talking about this podcast. Please don't misunderstand that. I love talking about it here. This is totally different. Um, so please don't, don't, don't stop following me and don't send me hate mail because I don't mean it like that. Uh, but what I'm saying is I get asked questions, right? And we talked about that what not to say to blind people. Um, If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it, you know, because we all want to be politically correct these days, right? Mm. Insert sarcasm here. Okay, anyway, um, so how many times, now this question is for all my blind friends, how, now, mind you, okay, now, going just so y'all know, I use the term blind and it encompasses everything, okay? Visually impaired, totally blind, legally blind, all of that, okay? I don't make a distinction. And this is why. Because it's too hard to freaking explain to everybody all the time. Like, How many times have you said to somebody that you're legally blind and they go, well, you're looking right at me? (sighs) Okay. Or I'm visually impaired. What does that mean? And then you have to explain it. And, you know... It's hard. It's hard talking about it. It's hard explaining it. It's it's a little bit demeaning. I mean, depending on the context, when you have somebody basically questioning you and what do you mean you're you can't see? You're looking at me and you know, um you know, you you could see the building. Why can't you see the Print on the paper or, you know, I mean, I've gotten all of these things. I've, I've gotten, if you can read large print, why can't you tell if chicken is cooked all the way? I'm like, what? The, those are not even the same thing. It's, it, that's not even in the same hemisphere. Words on a page and food, that's, that's not the same at all. But how do you explain that to people? More importantly, after 20 years, how do you explain it to people without blowing your top? I, I, I don't have the answer. I don't, I don't have the answer. I mean, I've never blown my top on anybody, I don't think. I mean, that I can remember. <laughs> um, I, I just... It, you never, there's no other disability that I can think of that raises so many condescending questions. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not gonna go up to a guy in a wheelchair and be like, what do you mean you can't walk? 
your arms work, don't they? Like, it's, just, it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? Those are two, your arms and your legs, they're total, totally different things. You're not going to go say that to somebody, right? But yet, you can say to a blind person, you can read large print, why can't you cook chicken? Like, it, no other, you wouldn't, like a deaf person? Would you, would, I mean, you're not going to have any condescending questions. Okay, they're deaf. All right. Hard of hearing. Got it. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't raise any kind of question as far as the disability itself. You know what I mean? Nobody asks, like I could, I could bet that David, who is deaf in one ear, completely deaf in one ear, I can probably guess that nobody's asked him, what do you mean you're deaf in one ear? You can hear me talking. I, I mean, maybe he has, but you know what I mean? It just, it doesn't, it's not, it, it there's not any, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. I want to know. If I'm wrong, I absolutely want to know. I want to know if there's any other disability that you can think of that that raises so many condescending questions. And part of it is because visual impairments are such a, you know, it's such a broad spectrum. You know, anything from colorblind and nearsighted to total blindness. And for the record, most people that are totally blind don't just sit in darkness. They usually have some light perception and a little bit of like shadows and stuff like that. It is very, very, very rare for a blind person to be completely in the dark. It, it That's just, you know, I don't know why that is, but that just is how it is. Um, so there's such a a broad variety of you know things that are you know, um, and so yeah, I guess naturally there's going to be questions and stuff like that. I get it, but you know when you think about how people are treated. So it's not so much that I get asked questions. I, y'all know, I am all for educating people. I wouldn't be doing this podcast for the last year and a half if that was the case. Like, I want to educate people. Um, But I also want to do it the right way. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, sitting and telling some idiot on the bus all about my vision just because he makes a crack about why am I looking at my phone so close. Okay? Here we go. This actually happened. So, number one, why do you got to say anything at all? Like, it's, it's bus people. You know, how, you know how they have the people of Walmart? There's a whole other class of people, and that's called the bus people, okay? It's a totally different breed of people. 
And unfortunately, I'm stuck with them. But, you know, it makes for good entertainment a lot of the time. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at my phone. And dude's like, why are you looking at your phone so close? I have a hard time seeing it. Why don't you get some glasses? <sighs> glasses don't help. What do you mean glasses don't help? You go to the eye doctor. And it just goes on and on and on. And what do you do? You're stuck on the stupid bus with them, you know. Um, it gets old, guys. It gets old. It gets old. And I get it. I bring attention to myself just by having the dog. If I, I would, I wouldn't know what to do if I got on the bus and just like sat there like a normal person. I, you know, go sit in the back like everybody, you know, don't have to sit right there in the front by the bus driver. And, you know, I don't know what I would do. So, I mean, yeah, it brings attention to me. And, and that obviously will start people asking questions. I get that. But there comes a point in time where I just get fed up. I get fed up with the bus drivers. I get up I get fed up with the people in the grocery stores. I'm completely fed up with the people in the medical profession. Like just so fed up with them. Because of all people that are, should be sensitive to people with disabilities, it should be people in the medical profession, and I am finding more and more that they are the most rude, most inconsiderate of all of them. It's ridiculous. But anyways, don't, I don't even want to go down that road again. See, I'm getting my blood pressure all raised up. Good night. Anyway, so... um. Okay, so my kids constantly asking questions growing up um, for multiple reasons, you know, and I would always do my best to explain what was going on. And of course, as my vision deteriorated, it was like, well, wait a minute, mom, you used to could do this and now you can't. Why? Or, you know. Mom, you never used to trip over the curbs before, you know, it just as it deteriorated. The kids, you know, of course, asked questions. And so I was working at, uh, I was in Washington and I was working at the State Department of Services for the Blind. And they had a low vision center. Well, uh, yeah, kind of. And it had all, it's where they did all the assessments for people um, to find out what kind of equipment they need, magnifiers, lighting, technology, you know, whatever the case may be. And they had these goggles and they were just basically like just regular rubber, you know, big old goggle things, right? And they each... Each pair had a different, you know, they had different um, spots blacked out or they were covered in like um, 
Vaseline to make it all blurry or, you know, whatever. They had all different ones and they, they simulated different eye conditions. And so I borrowed the pair for RP and I took them home and I, I told my kids, all right, we're going to have sensitivity training. And I had the kids each wear the goggles and walk around and do some sort of activity that they would normal, normally do, like um, put their laundry away or load the dishwasher or whatever. Um, and I had each of the three kids do that. And I really think, especially for kids, that was the best way that I could possibly explain my visual impairment, right? Especially to kids. They're like, they don't know what depth perception is at 10 years old, right? You know, they just, they don't. And, and so, you know, I think it would be great if I could find something like that now. And, you know, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But it probably costs an arm and a leg, so, you know, I'm just not going to do it. But I will tell you this, and, and I will tell you this for the record because I don't want any of you people to ask me this later on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the best way I can if you want to see how I see. This is... The best way I can describe it to you, well, there's two ways, actually. Um, but you younger people may not get this. Okay, so first of all, and you may want to try it, get a straw, just a regular, like, straw from McDonald's or whatever. And on the end of the straw, put a piece of... Saran wrap. And put, well, yeah, well, because, so you guys don't know, or do know, whatever, uh, the old knobby TVs. So you just have to actually get up and turn the channel, right? And you have the rabbit ears and all that. Well, the channels, when they didn't come in all the way, they had, like, this black and white snow. And so what I would normally say is take that straw with the piece of saran wrap and turn on a TV channel with the snow that doesn't come all the way in. And, you know, sit on the couch and close one eye and look through the straw with the other. And that's basically what I see. The other thing you could do is you could take um, a piece of, hmm, well, yeah, okay. You could put, actually not, not saran wrap, scotch tape. Like the clear scotch tape. Get a piece of that. Put it on a, a, put like some black 
polka dots on it, just black dots everywhere, and then put it on the end of the straw and look at a photograph. And that's how I see. Now, if you want to know what all that means, it's your lucky day because I'm going to tell you what all that means. So the straw just basically represents, I have tunnel vision. I can only see directly in front of me. Uh, most people, I've, I've told you guys this before, most people see when they look directly ahead, they can see at about a 75 degree angle. I can see at a two degree angle. So all the way around. So that's the straw that creates the tunnel vision that I have. And then you take the scotch tape that creates the blurriness, the fuzzy, you know, can't focus. And then the black polka dots are just what they're called floaters. And most people have one or two, you know, I have like five million. And so that that's that. And then the picture is because I don't see in 3D. Everything I look at just looks like uh, what a normal person looks at at a photograph. It's all flat. It's not if if you were to stand in front of a wall, it would look to me like you're right up against it, even if you're six feet in front of it. I just can't tell um, if I'm looking straight on at you. So, so that's how I see. And sometimes... You know, and you know, I don't even mind explaining it to most people, but you can't get into that kind of detail with a lot of folks. I mean, especially people that don't know what one of them old box knobby TVs is like. It's it's really hard. Um, but nowadays, you don't have those TVs, so you can't. I can't have you guys simulate it, anyways. And if one of you guys have one of those old knobby TVs, I want to know about it. Um. Anyway, so, you know, and, and I think talking to family is the hardest because, you know, your family, your family loves you. Well, let's hope, right? <laughs> your family loves you and they want you to be happy and they want you to be whole. You know, and and have a full life, right? And so when you're trying to explain to them about a deficiency or a disability or whatever you want to call it, it's hard. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I, I don't I don't want them to think less of me. Like, I know that I don't know, it's so I know my dad loves me. I know my dad's proud of me. He tells me all the time. And I'm super thankful for that. I am so thankful for how how close we have become since my mom passed. I, it, I, it, it sucks that that was the catalyst. And, and I'm thankful I will see her in heaven. But I'm very thankful that it has brought my dad and I much closer together. Um, so... Oh, man, my train derailed. I completely forgot where I was going with that. That's what happens. I get thrown off. I'm recording this 
in the evening. And normally I record it in the morning. And so, yeah, I'm all thrown off and can't even remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Um, so I know my dad's proud of me and I know he loves me. But I, in my own head, feel like if I tell him about my struggles or about the discrimination I've gone through or whatever, I'm afraid he's going to pity me and, and, and maybe look down on me a little. Um, and I don't want that. I, and, and I don't want that for any of you. Um, because having any kind of a disability is not any reason for anybody to look down on you. Let me just get that out right now. Um, and I'm telling myself just as much as I tell, probably more than I'm telling anybody else. Um, but it is hard. It's hard talking to your family. It's hard talking to your friends. It's hard. It's especially if it's something new that's just setting in and you're still trying to struggle with it. And, and comprehend and, and figure things out. And then you got your family asking all kinds of questions. And you don't know how to answer them because you've got all kinds of questions. And, you know, your family really just wants what's best for you, right? So why are they bombarding you with all these questions, right? I mean, it's, it's hard. And, and I'm here to tell you that, you know, it's... it's <clears throat> It doesn't get any easier um, the longer you wait to discuss it. Things need to be dealt with as, as they happen. And, you know, uh, uh, if your family or your friends or whoever has questions, you need to deal with that. And you need to answer them. And you need to make sure that they understand. And, but, but here's the key. You get to decide who deserves all that information. Okay? If you don't want to answer people's questions, you don't have to. You're not... Please don't ever feel like you have to be the spokesperson for blindos. Because you don't. None of us do. If you choose... To answer all those questions and, you know, put yourself out there like that. That's so fine. That's, you know... I do it all the time. But please remember that you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. You don't have to explain your disability to anybody. Okay? Be comfortable with who you are and let that radiate. And that should keep people from asking so many questions. Um. I could probably talk some more about this than I might on Tuesday's episode. But for now, I'm going to go. And just please remember, you are perfect the way you are, even in your imperfection. And nobody has to know the depth of your disability. Unless you want them to. So just keep that in mind. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. And start your week off right on Monday by having a cup of coffee and a powdered donut. That's what you ought to do.
If you're feeling really sassy, you can put some ice cream on there. People say ice cream for breakfast. Well, what the heck's the difference between that and yogurt? Yogurt's got more sugar in it than ice cream does. Have ice cream for breakfast. You know, go ahead. I'll let you. All right, guys. Until Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Toodles.